Yeah, are you uh, having fun with the with the film? Oh, I always have fun with the film. Um, I think the only time that it wasn't super fun and it was still fun was when we premiered it, just because I was so nervous, you know. And that was at South by last year, 2015, um, down in Austin. So otherwise. You had a what? Okay. No, you you said you had a a what? Austin Film Society screening, um, July 13th. Okay, cool. uh, Down in Austin, yeah, and that'll be great. Our executive producer, Richard Linklater, is going to be there. We're going to do like a little sit-down chat, um, so that should be really fun. That sounds awesome. I'll tell our listeners and readers that I'm with the uh, writer-director, Katie Kokonos. Um, she just uh, directed and wrote, I believe it might be your first feature, which is I uh, Dream Too Big, right? I Dream Too Much. Too too Much. I Dream Too Much. I'm sorry. <laughs> I Dream Too Much. part of that. Big, much. And you've worked on a... a some really cool movies, uh, and, uh, in your, I think you're a Texas native and, um, uh, so let, let's talk about I Dream Too Much, uh, which is a coming of age story. Um, tell me what, what sparked the life into I Dream Too Much? Well, I, you know, I had, um, been writing a lot of scripts since I actually wrote and directed another film that, premiered in 2000. But that film came in at around 60 minutes. So that's why I Dream Too Much is considered my first feature because it's, you know, a 90-minute feature-length film. So since Portrait, since 2000, I've just been writing scripts. And I think it was my husband, Alex Rappaport, who uh, who's also the DP and the editor. He just said, you know, can you write something that is set here in our hometown, which is Saugerties, up in upstate New York, which is where we shot I Dream Too Much. Um, and I said, okay. <laughs> and then I just started thinking, oh gosh. I mean, it's a small town, so small. Very beautiful, right on the Hudson River. It has the Catskills, you know, just like, you know, 30 minutes away. And, um, and I don't know, I think just... I just started thinking about this young character who just graduated from college and doesn't know really what to do with their life, which um, can't say that I've 
I've seen many films like that that really look at that time period, especially a young girl. So I thought that would be worth pursuing. And um, it's very much a homage to, to Jane Austen because Dora, my main character, uh, the one who's just graduated college, uh, is you know goes to stay and take care of her great aunt Vera, played by Diane Ladd, and uh, it sort of you know it has a, it echoes a lot of Jane Austen stories where the poor relation goes to stay, you know, goes to live with the wealthy relation, and and things start happening. So that's essentially I dream too much. Dora is played by Eden Brolin, and this is um, her actually her coming. Her coming out film. She hadn't done a feature film before this. And she was and she was excellent in it. She was very she believable was so and realistic. Good. Yeah, she was so good. Yeah. And how did how did you find her? Was it was there a, like a cast search, or did you just hear about her? There was actually Richard Linklater, you know, who uh, had had was the one who told us about Judy Henderson, who he had worked with on Suburbia. And I think before Sunrise, before Sunset, she had done some of this casting. And he said, you know, I think you should really talk to Judy. And she's up, she's in New York City. So Judy really loved the script, just found it very different. We took over. So much fun working with the casting director. And she immediately saw Eden for... Uh, for Dora, which was so interesting because, like I said, Eden hadn't really been in anything, but she's like, ah, we really, we should bring her in and have her read. Said, okay. You know, and, uh, and, and and it was true. Eden just blew me away in her audition. She was so good. And uh, she's just, she's just really a natural. I mean, it, you know, she's so smart and sensitive and her, I think her portrayal is just very nuanced. And then for Great Aunt Vera, Judy immediately said Diane Ladd, too. And Diane was great. And Diane's a writer, so she immediately connected with Aunt Vera um, in that role. And, um, and again, you know, for Abby, she, chose, she said, you know, she brought in a lot of actresses who were, one was better than the other, but at the end of the day, she said, we should call... Danielle Brooks. And Danielle is in Orange is the New Black. Right. Yeah, and she's also just nominated for a Tony for um, The Color Purple. And uh, so she's she's incredible. So, yeah, that was... that. I, I have to say, other than... That's really... That's, that process is really fun. Yeah, that is. And, then, you know... It, so there's some uh, beautiful photography up in New York, and it looked like it was just very, very cold up there while some of you, while some of the shooting was going on. Um, was it was it difficult to shoot it, during that, or just? Uh... It was so cold. We shot in February of 2014, and I was a little concerned in January in pre-production that we weren't going to get any snow. And I love snow. Growing up in Beaumont, I saw it once. And so, but incredible, <laughs> the cinema gods 
smile down upon our shoot. It started snowing the first day of production, which was February 3rd, and it didn't stop practically for the next three Like four degrees. I remember one day it got up to 30, and it was like a summer day. It was like your yeah, spring break. We had a three-week shoot, six-day week, so we shot over 18 days, and uh, and we had two snowstorms during the shoot. So it was it was it was rough, but but it was nice because I was shooting in my hometown, so I knew all the locations so well. Um, that's something I always recommend to, to filmmakers who are aspiring to do their first film. It's like, oh, if you can shoot, you know, close to where you live, that's a really good good idea. Because you, you were you were a location uh, scout or manager on films such as like crazy movies, like what eat what's eating Gilbert Grape and the Texas Chainsaw: The Next Generation. Is that true? Um, actually, it wasn't Chainsaw Next. Generation, it was Return of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, okay. <laughs> Return of the Texas Chainsaw. Well, you did one of them. It still involved the chainsaw. <laughs> okay, okay. That's awesome. Oh so, you, so did you get it your start? So up? much fun. <laughs> and you, you got your start doing that? Was that true? Mm-hmm. That, that's yeah. awesome. In Austin. I was running the Austin Film Society from 90 to 95 and was, yeah, scouting and managing locations and that's such a also that's such a great position on a film shoot because you see the whole the whole uh production come together the whole crew the whole everything come together because you're the first person hired on a on the film yeah start scouting locations and um so that i really really enjoyed doing locations that was that was great. Also, did a film, Love in a Forty Five. Okay. Yes, I think Peter uh, Renee Zellweger was in it. It's one of her first films, along with Return of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And um, yeah, that that was so. Yeah, and and when I wasn't doing locations, I was making shorts, doing little three minute shorts. My longest was like ten minutes. And I did about, I don't know, 10 shorts during during that time, just sort of leading up to doing something bigger, you know, just sort of working out my vision and, you know. That, yeah, keeping the creative juices flowing. That's pretty cool. Uh, and it, with, um, with uh, I Dream Too Much, uh, mm-hmm. What were there any personal experiences with this as far as like you finding, you know, a relative's letters or meeting a music producer or going to stay with uh, a relative for amount of time that you brought into this? Oh, absolutely. Dora, who's just graduated college, is supposed to be going to law school. And that's the trajectory she's she's on. And her mother's, you know, really pressuring her to stick with the schedule, and I graduated from A&M um, University 1986, and that's, that was the path I was on. I, was, I got a history and philosophy 
degree and, and I was thinking I was going to go to law school, but instead I discovered films at A&M and decided to pursue that instead. So yeah, it, it, this film drew heavily upon, upon that time. Although I didn't have a, I didn't have a great Aunt Vera to go live with, you know, so, um, I think my, my great Aunt Vera were movies. Okay. <laughs> we're just going to see movies and just always. And just feeding and creating my passion for movies that have never, never let up. And I, and I have to, I have to ask you, um, since you're such a huge fan of film and work in film and all of this for so long, um, what are some of your favorite scenes from movies that have always stuck with you? And you had a bit of music in um, "I Dream Too Much" uh, in a, in a musical number. I, yeah, I dream too much. Yeah, you had a, you had a musical number in it at the end, and mm-hmm. there was a music aspect to it. And uh, what what is yeah. what is your most thrilling music experience um, that you've been in, whether it be a musical or something you've made or at a concert? Um, 
experimental film. I wanted to film moss flying around a flame. So a friend of mine made a box and sort of a forced perspective box, and we put a candle in the middle of it and lit it and then let these moths fly around, and we filmed it. And we just shot, this is when we were using 16 millimeter. We just shot one roll, which is 10 minutes, 200 feet. And I then took that and slowed it down. So I got about 20 minutes of footage, and then I sat on it, because I didn't know what to do with it. I just was sort of waiting for uh, the music to come to me that I would edit it to. And, you know, films are just a lot of waiting sometimes. And one day I heard this Nine Inch Nails song, and it was instrumental. I think it was on the Downward Spiral. And it was perfect. And I said, oh, my God, this, this is my song. I don't even know if it's three minutes in length. And then I looked at the name of the song, and it was called A Warm Place. And I thought, okay, well, this is just, <laughs> this is just meant to be. So, Nine Inch Nails song, and I have to say, that was pretty thrilling. That's, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. <laughs> I know. I, I really do love it. It's, it's, um, it's really a beautiful film. But, and uh, one day, I would love for Trent Reznor to see it. But That would be cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's my favorite, you know, sort of music-inspired that's that's great um you're the, the the poster for i dream too much i actually i love it i love the Isn't it art- great? who who did it did you come up with I, it did i'm you- so glad you're asking me about this um the artist is howard wakefield mm-hmm. he lives in Socrates. he's a really good friend of ours he graduated from art school but has since been a game designer and it's so funny brian We went to so many movie poster artists, and none of them quite got the story. And Howard came over one day, and he says, can I have a go at it? I was like, sure. He's like, is there anything I should know? I was like, well, she's a girl. She wears brown coats. It's snowy, but she's hopeful. That's all I told him. And he came back with that. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's like a New Yorker. It, it, it absolutely is like a, the cover of the New Yorker, and it's just uh, it's just really I, I love when movie posters are artists and not just images from yes. of an actor, and I just I, love that. I, I mean, it'll look good on a wall. It just yeah. yeah, and you really see it. Rick has the largest movie poster collection of anybody I know, and the best are the ones that there is an artist present. It's just not a face of somebody, you know, some star selling the movie. And that's what I really had. That was our intention. Very, um, very cool. Oh, good. I'm so glad you, you asked about that because I want, I want Howard to get more work, too. I keep referring filmmakers to him because uh, I think he's so talented. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would love to see more, too. And... Um, since uh, I, I write for stuff that goes onto home video and Blu-ray and everything, uh, can we expect anything at one point on the Blu-ray to have some really cool bonus features, commentaries, bloopers, deleted scenes? Yeah, you know, I would love to do that. 
do that. We haven't gotten to that yet. Uh, tomorrow, June, where I Drink Too Much will be released by The Orchard on iTunes and Video On Demand. The Orchard um, on iTunes and VOD. But, so we haven't gotten to that point talking about the Blu-ray, but there were a lot of dream sequences that didn't make it into the film. And, you know, a lot of behind the scenes, there's a great interview with Rick standing in front of a five-foot snow drift that I would love to see. <laughs> I would love to see. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool to see more of the... Uh, for him. Yeah. yeah it, would be, it would be so great. It would be really cool. Yeah, those yeah. dream sequences with uh, the Jane Austen stuff where she, or, where Dora plays kind of the heroine, you know, leading mm-hmm. ladies. It's pretty cool, so. That's uh, funny. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, the poor thing, Dora is, I mean, Dora Eden is turning blue in that first dream sequence where she's walking through the snow. I felt so bad for her. It was like, you know, eight degrees, and she's in that, little nothing of a dress but she's she's so good i would love to work with eden again she was just the best everybody everybody on that shoot i'd love to be like Fossbender. you know Fossbender just worked with the same actors every every movie or mm-hmm. bergman you know because they worked in theater and then they would just write a script and they would just same actors like, oh, that would be great, because then it just becomes a family. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's great. I love it. Um, but thank you for your time. I, I wish the best oh, to your family. this was wonderful. Thank you so much. Yes, indeed. And, um, yeah, again, it, I Drink Too Much will be released on iTunes tomorrow. Yeah. Which is 